Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. The How to Trade It podcast is all about making our listeners successful at trading. When you listen to real people sharing their stories of how they overcame their own trading failures, it connects you to a level of enlightenment that you can't get from education alone. These stories contain wisdom and actionable tips that will make you a better trader. Listen to each episode and become the successful trader that you want to be on the How to Trade It podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Casey Stubbs with the How to Trade It podcast. And today we have Dan Passarelli from Market Taker Mentoring. Dan has a lot of experience in the markets, many years in the options trading, and I'm very excited to have Dan on the show today. Dan, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Casey. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So what's your primary option strategy that you like to rely on? I have a couple, and I think that there's an important lesson there. Like one strategy does not solve all problems. Like they're all tools. I mean, I use options for everything from covered calls, really conservative investing strategy in my RAs to very short-term active earnings plays where I trade time spreads that meet certain requirements and hold them just overnight. Oh, okay. So it's a balanced approach. Does it is that based off of different market conditions that causes you to make different strategy decisions? Yeah, yeah, it is. Different market conditions and different objectives. You know, like I was actually just talking with one of our people that I work with about this. Like almost everyone invests, at least once you kind of get going with your career and have a little nest egg, like everybody buys stocks and an IRA or whatever, but not everybody trades. And so I do both. (laughs) And yeah, just when I'm using options for investing, like that's sort of one objective. And I just look at and just follow the system that I have. And then when I want to be more active and kind of have that more hunter mentality, I go for these more active trading type strategies. So with the covered calls, that's more of an investing type strategy. I'm interested in maybe diving into that a little bit because I've been listening to uh, some comments from our listeners. They're more interested in that. And so me personally, I have done covered calls. And but the problem is it's usually like right now the market's really good and my stocks have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so it goes up a lot and then I'm losing money on my call, right? And so, so after I did that, I'm like, wow, I don't really want to do this again because it just wasn't, I ended up having to close it at a loss because I wanted to keep my stock. And so that wasn't really very fun for me. Yeah, I get it. I kind of went through this whole thing myself personally years ago. And I talked to so many investors where that is a real major concern. And I kind of set out to solve that problem because it can be really frustrating. And so I did in our system, our covered call trading system, what should be the goal is to always keep the money you make on the stock rising. And, you know, worst case scenario, you do your adjustments on the calls so that 
you at least break even on the calls when it's the stock is rising too much. And then when the stock is not rising, when it's stagnant or when it's falling, you're always keeping those premiums. So, you know, like even if you sell a call for like 75 cents and you have to buy it back for $1.50, okay, you lost 75 cents. But then when you roll it and you sell another call and collect 75 cents, no problem. I just broke even on the call and I kept the value of my stock. So when you systematize it like that, it can be really powerful. Okay. So when you're saying roll it, tell me a little bit more about what that means. Yeah. Like I do this all the time. In fact, I just did this in the spiders. I have shares of spiders in my IRA. And so I sold like, I want to say last week I sold the, I think it was the 391 calls, right? And we ended up going up above 391. And so a couple of days ago, I just bought those 391 calls back. And I want to say I sold them for about 80 cents and I bought them back for maybe like $1.20 or something. So down 40 cents on those. Right. But then I just sold a couple, maybe like a week further out and I sold the 396 calls and I collected, I want to say like 70 cents or something. So the 40 cents that I lost, I just got back. And I'll be up another 30 cents, you know, as long as we don't go 396. And if we do, that's fine. I just do it again. Right. Now, if you keep getting hit over and over again, then it's at some point, it's like, okay, this isn't working. But eventually, usually it's going to go sideways or down and you'll be able to keep your premium. Yeah. And you know what? You will get a run like that every now and then where it's just like, oh, my God, I got to roll again. Oh, geez. And it can happen sometimes where you end up losing some on the calls. But I mean... I tell people all the time, like the covered call strategy is not just like do it once and there's your trade over and over again like this. I don't really care if every once in a while there's a good run and I lose a little bit on the calls because in the long run, I'm going to outperform. So that actually just helped me because the last time I did a cover call, I was like, I'm done. (laughs) And I didn't do it again. And I probably should have done exactly what you did and roll it over or at least evaluate and you know, is this the start of a new bull run? Should I wait? And then if it starts to show some topping activity, then do it again. So do you do it on a, what time frame? You do a, a cover call weekly, bi-weekly, monthly? Like how often are you rotating these? You know, I prefer to do it with a time horizon anywhere from like three days to 10 days. To me, that's the sweet spot where I'm really collecting these higher pre, you know, like, well, greater time decay, I should say, right? And, you know, like if you look at an option chain, like if you're doing weeklies, for example, instead of monthlies, like you might collect a dollar for the monthlies. But if you're doing four weeklies, you might collect 50 cents four times, which is $2, you know. So I like to keep a pretty short time horizon. Okay. And then the drawback with that would be that your the price might not be as much, like you said, right? Like because the expiration is closer, the value of the option will be lower. Yeah, the value of the options lower, but you know, like it's synergy, you know, it's like 50 cents, like I said, 50 cents four times is two bucks, whereas, you know, a dollar one time is a dollar, you know. So I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their heads around that at first, where like, you know, if you just look at some of these metrics like theta, you can really optimize this and really sort of, you know, just outperform some folks who are just trying it for the first time and maybe not selling the optimal options. Okay. So theta, if I got this correctly, that has to do with the option expires, right? Based off of the expiration date. And is it like a formula that determines how fast the option decreases in value? 
Yeah, yeah. And this comes in really handy with covered calls, with credit spreads, iron condors, like all these income generating, like option selling strategies. It comes in super handy. And the best way to think about it is, you know, when you sell something, anything, you want it to come down in value. It's not buy low, sell high, it's sell high, then buy low, right? So you want that option to lose as much value as possible, as fast as possible. So when you look at the theta that tells you how much the option loses each day by decay, you know, you can really make some better decisions by saying, okay, look, you know, this one makes me money at this rate, but this one makes me money only at this rate. So yeah, you can really make some better decisions and really select more optimal trades that benefit you more. Okay. So if we're going for a weekly option and it's going to expire in a week, we're holding it for a week. What type of theta would I be looking for to be beneficial for my time decay? Like how would I use that criteria to help me pick a better option? Yeah. Yeah. So the best way to do it is, well, first of all, you got to consider that it's all relative to the choices that you're considering on one individual stock. You know, like Google might have, you know, Google near the money options might have a theta of two bucks a day. Ford Motor Company might have a theta of a penny a day. So there's a little bit of apples and oranges when we're looking at different stocks. But, you know, if you're looking to sell covered call or credit spread for that matter on, say, we'll just say spiders, I want to look at different choices. And so I might look at like, hey, maybe I can sell these 395 calls or maybe I can sell the 396 calls in this expiration, which has a higher theta, which will lose its value faster. Or I might look at the 396 calls in this expiration versus this expiration and which has a higher theta, which makes me money faster. Yeah. And I would think that the benefit of doing it faster is you can roll that over, right? And so if you're rolling it over, you take your make 50 bucks, you roll it in, you make another 50, and then you can maybe bump that a little bit. And instead of doing 50, you make a little bit more and then you get that just cash flow thing working for you. Yeah. Yeah. This goes to what we were talking about before too. It's like, you know, think of it if you're just doing these shorter term options and the spiders have expirations three times a week, you know, so many choices. If you're just doing these shorter term options, like every time you roll, every time you close the one and open a different one, you have the power to select a different strike price, you know? So it's a variable strike price that changes to whatever you want it to be every few days or every week or so. Okay. So when you say roll, I hit the roll question again. I'm just trying to really understand how it works. When you say roll, does that mean that you're closing the one option? So you're just like, you're buying it back and then you reopen another one. And so when you roll, you could either make money or lose money depending upon what the price is. Yeah. What I've determined from doing all this research that led to this system is that it's almost always better. And when I say almost, I'm talking 99.9% of the time, always better to buy back that call at some point, and then at the same time, like as part of one trade, buy back the one call and sell the different call at the same time. And I think there's a common misconception that like people want to hold it until expiration. They want the call to... I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. But, and I definitely understand why people think that way. Like, I want it all, you know, but... At some point, like when you can buy, like if I sell a call for 70 cents, if I can buy it back later at say three cents and there's still a couple of days until expiration, like if I don't buy it back at three cents, I'm just sitting there waiting a couple of days to collect three cents. Like who? Yeah, and you can get that and you can go and sell it for another 50 bucks again rather than wait for the last $3 or whatever. Right, right. So, and like I said, like 
all trading and not just covered calls too. You know, we can talk about some other styles as well. It's all really about that system, that process, not just about the one trade, but about the whole process. Yeah, I actually like that. So I think I'm ready to make the move on the covered call strategy starting as soon as we're done talking. I'm going to get off of this call and I'm going to go, because I'm holding shares, I'm going to go sell some. So thank you for that. <laughs> There's probably other people that are listening that are going to do exactly the same thing. So now that I've figured out how to do cover calls and more effectively, what would be another good strategy that I could try out? Oh man. Yeah. So covered calls are more for when you have the shares, you know, and if you don't just like things like credit spreads can be really powerful. Time spreads are one of my favorites and our head coach, John Kamisic, that's totally his favorite strategy. He actually got a t-shirt printed up that says, I love time spreads. Well, let's go into time spreads because I don't even know what that is. So. Oh yeah. 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 This. Okay, cool. So like whatever type of trade you're doing, like the goal should always be to get edge, you know, not just, Hey, I think this is going to happen. I'm making a bet on this happening, but like only making that bet when you have a statistical advantage and with time spreads, you can really get powerful edge. So what a time spread is, it's when I buy a call and then I sell a different call that has the same strike price, but less time until expiration. So, you know, like in spiders here, I might decide to sell the 390 calls that expire in two days and buy the 390 calls that expire in seven days. So you're buying and selling the same strike with different time. Right. And I'm always buying the one that has more time until expiration. Okay. So right now, as of the time we're having this conversation, they're going to hear it later on, but this would be February 17th. So you would buy, you would sell the February 19th call and then buy like the February 22nd or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So what does that do? Like, how does that work for me? Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. So this is, and I'm glad we had the discussion about theta already because that's a really powerful part of this. Per our discussion before, options with less time until expiration lose value at a faster rate than longer term ones. So I'm buying one that decays this much and I'm selling one that decays this much. And so I get this positive theta. I get to make money every day as long as the stock doesn't move too much in either direction. And I'm doing it in a very hedged, controlled way. Okay, so I'm following the selling on a very short period of time. It's going to expire real fast. 
So it doesn't move, you're in good shape quick. Because if, especially if you're doing it in two, three days or whatever, and obviously you can do different times, you can do weekly or whatever. But what I'm not following is on the buy side, because if it, the underlying doesn't go up, you lose money. So you have to find, do you have to time it so that it's going to go up like a market timing type thing? So in the example I gave, it was a call time spread. You can do put time spreads too, but let's just stick with calls. Because I'm buying one call that, you know, intuitively makes money when the stock goes up. I'm also selling one call that loses money when the stock goes up and makes money when the stock goes down. And then the long option loses money when the stock goes down. So there's, it's what I would call a delta hedge, which means I don't really have a lot of directional sensitivity. If it moves a little bit in either direction, it doesn't really matter. I'm making that money late on time decay. The problem comes like, here's the trade-off though. If it moves too much, those deltas start to get a little wacky because of a phenomenon called gamma and the deltas get wacky against you. You know, if the market's going down, you're getting positive deltas. So you start losing money. And if it goes up, you're getting negative deltas and you start losing money. So that's really the trade-off. Time spreads can be really great and really powerful for range-bound assets, stocks, ETFs. And if you expect it to be range-bound, you know, there's lots of little tips and tricks that me and John, you know, John in his coaching class every day works in where, you know, you only put on these trades, not just if you expect it to stay in a range, but if you're getting a mathematical edge. Okay. And how would you determine that? Like, how do you find out if you actually have a mathematical edge? Yeah. One of the big ways is to look at what's called implied volatility. And we can get really deep in the weeds or we can just keep it pretty simple. simple. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to believe me. So basically like I actually kind of hate the term implied volatility because it's just got this mystique and, you know, like all the, Oh, you know, all it really means is how in a relative sense, how cheap or expensive those options are. Because if you think about it, like if Goldman Sachs comes in and buys like 5,000 of whatever option, intuitively, they're going to get more expensive because, you know, it's just supply and demand. The buying pressure forces the price up and selling pressure. If Goldman comes in and sells 5,000 options, that's likely to push the price down. And like, that's all implied volatility. It's just that measure of are these cheap or expensive relative to where been in the past or where they arguably should be. And yeah, it doesn't have to be super mysterious or complicated. We're taking a short two-minute break for a hand-picked message from our sponsor, DreamTrades.com. This is a special offer available only for the listeners of the How to Trade It podcast. Do you have a plan for your financial future? Do you have enough money for the things you need to do? I bet if you're like most people, you don't have enough money saved for retirement right now. Am I right? Well, investing in stocks may be the answer you're looking for. Dream Trades Monthly Alerts makes it super easy for beginners and those who simply just don't have the time or the desire to spend hours researching what stocks to trade. Dream Trades Monthly Alerts removes the guesswork from which stock to pick by providing you with a monthly in-depth analysis of a very high-profile stock. The research is done for you. You get in-depth research a full report each and every month and in the last year dream trades has gotten a hundred percent return on investment for everyone following the reports because you're a listener of the how to trade it podcast we're giving you a code for $25 off a one-year subscription check it out at dreamtrades.com 
All you got to do is click on monthly alerts and use the coupon code podcast to get the $25 off. Again, just go to dreamtrades.com and select monthly alerts, then use the coupon code podcast. I don't know how to read implied volatility. So what would I be looking for as a reading? Is there a specific number? Is it a percentage based indicator? Like how would I know what to look for? Yeah. On any option friendly trading platform, you can look at a couple of things. One is that can be one of the columns in your option chain. And you can literally look at the implied volatility figure for each option or there are volatility charts that you can look at that makes it just really easy to eyeball it. And what that figure is, like it is a percentage, it's the annualized standard deviation of the asset price. That said, it doesn't matter. You know, you just get used to looking at these numbers or looking at these graphs and sort of develop patterns. And I'm not a mathematician. I don't know what the formula is for annualized standard deviation, (laughs) but I use implied volatility every day. So you will look at it and you're like, okay, this implied volatility is going to say that it's low, right? You want it to be low. Because if the volatility goes up, then that changes the, it makes the prices out of whack. Yeah. Well, you know, this is why I think time spreads can be so powerful because like when you buy an option, when you buy anything, you want the price to be low. You know, you want to get like a good deal, right? Right. And when you sell something, you want the price to be high. So because with the time spread, I'm buying one option and selling another option both of those options can actually have a different implied volatility figure. So like when we're being really clever about it, I only select time spreads and John, like in his class, he only selects time spreads when he can buy an underpriced option and sell an overpriced option relative to each other in one trade. So that's why I say edge and statistical advantage, you know, like he's literally just, locking in this edge because buying the cheap one and selling the expensive one. And there's power there, you know? Yeah. That sounds like a really good idea. Now, right off the bat, just like the cover call, I'm thinking about trying this out now. I'm like, well, how would I find that? How would I know where to find the ones that have the better price on each side? Like, is there like a scanner or like you just go searching through things? Like, how do you find these? Yeah. Some of the option friendly brokers actually do literally enable you to run a scan just for that. And I'll do that sometimes, but I always keep one of my columns in the option chain being implied volatility. So then when I'm looking at the option chain, I'll look at the implied volatility of the one option that I'm considering selling and the implied volatility of the other option I'm considering buying. And I'll say, okay, well, how do they compare to each other? You know, is the one that I'm buying a lower volatility than the one I'm selling? And if it is, then I know that I might be onto something that gives me a mathematical advantage and enables me to make money in the long run. Okay. Well, I just added it to my options chain so I can now see it. Now, what is a good expiration date for someone who's just getting started on time decay? Should we go short term? Should we go long term? Like, What would be a great way to start practicing with these? Well, I mean, as a loose rule, I would say that option or stocks that have options listed on it that are only monthlies that don't have weeklies are a little less liquid and maybe not as great to trade. So I like to stick with options that have weeklies listed on them. And then, you know, a typical time horizon for me is probably selling an option maybe a week, give or take a couple of days, and then buying one at least a week 
more, but sometimes I'll buy two weeks or three weeks more if the implied volatility gets lower the further out I go in time, you know? So I'm always looking, I'm always scanning to get the best mathematical advantage and, you know, trying to be smart about it, buying low and selling high at the same time. So with these, the perfect trade is going to be where you're going to make money on both sides of these. It would be nice, but it's not really required. And in fact, if you think about it, like, well, the perfect scenario is that the stock ends up being at that shared strike price, you know, whatever the strike price is. I think in my example, I was saying what the 390 times spread in spiders. If spiders are at 390 close to expiration, that's the best case scenario and pretty close to there now when we're talking here. So it could be that the stock doesn't really move at all. And if the stock doesn't move at all, I don't make money on the call that I own. I lose money, but I make more on the one that I sold. So it doesn't matter. And so if it goes up, though, then you make money on the call and the call that you sold, you could lose money on that one. Yeah, yeah, you could. You know, and like I said before, if if it's a small move, it's not really a big deal because whatever you lose on the short option from the stock moving, you could make on time decay. It's just as long as it doesn't move too much, you're in good shape. And you had said that you look at spiders and that's the SPY is the symbol for that. And that doesn't really move a whole lot usually. I mean, usually it's like a percent or less on a daily basis, right? On average. Yeah. And spiders was a great example when we're talking about covered calls, maybe not as much for time spreads, but that's what I had on my screen. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because spiders don't move so much that benefits you because your risk of loss is lower, but the amount of profit you can make is lower also. Now, for somebody who is just getting started in this, how does someone manage risk appropriately? What should they be looking for as far as how much to put into a trade and how to make sure that they're being consistently making money and not losing with their option strategies? Oh, man. Yeah, that is just the most important thing. And that's like I'm talking about John again, who does our group coaching class. Like that's what he talks about all the time. Like it's all like management makes money is what I always say, you know. And so, you know, for something like a time spread, if you see the underlying stock or ETF moving too much, you don't want to wait until it's just moved way too much and you're just like, your hands are tied, you're going to take a loss and it sucks. You kind of want to try and get a little bit ahead of it. And that's really hard to do unless you have a plan going into it. When it's in the heat of the moment, you're like, oh, no, I'm down a little bit on this. Oh, geez, what should I do? I don't know. Maybe it'll come back. You know, you get this hope and pray and fear and greed. And I feel with any trading strategy, it's so much better to say, okay, if this happens, this is what I'm going to do. And that's a lot easier to do when you're saying, if I make this much money, here's where I'm going to take my profits. It's a little harder to do to say, if I lose this much money, here's where I'm going to take my loss. But it's important. Your first loss is your best loss. You got to be good at losing money, I like to say. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to be your last loss when you don't have any money left. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Dan, this has been pretty helpful. I appreciate you joining me today. So you've been trading a long time. What is your favorite thing about trading? Like what's kept you in it all of these years? It is an ever ongoing puzzle to solve. The market, I mean, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. Jeez, Louise, I don't even want to say how many years. But like, I've seen patterns, I've seen similarities, but I've never seen the same market twice, like 
every day it's a brand new puzzle to solve and it's just fascinating, you know? Yeah. What are you seeing right now in the market that's really different than something you've never experienced before? So, yeah, I was just talking with someone that I work with about this the other day too. You know, we have this somewhat familiar thing going on right now where interest rates are cut to pretty much zero, which is what we saw around 2008. And when that happened in 2008, what did the market do for the next 10 years or so? You know, it just went straight up because when money's so cheap like that, it enables companies to borrow money and do the things that they need to do. And this low interest rate environment will likely keep the market on an upward trajectory for probably several years. That said, it's different this time, too, because the Fed announced that they're going to be a little bit looser with inflation and, in fact, intentionally target a 2% inflation rate, which before they always wanted to have below a 2% inflation rate. And so that's going to have implications, too. And inflation just means that asset prices are higher and stocks are assets. And so I think that can have some upward pressure on the stock market as well. Okay. Wow. I'll keep that in mind with my cover call strategy. (laughs) Definitely will have an impact there. Good stuff. Okay. Well, thank you for being with us. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're doing right now to help other traders and, and how people can find you. Yeah. For many years, we just did this one-on-one coaching, which is a really great way to take a trader and mold them into something over a six month period. But a lot of traders, they wanted something a little bit different. They wanted something a little bit more hands-on and daily and something that would enable them to start making money right now while they're learning. And so a few years back, we launched our group coaching class, which is an everyday webinar where uh, John Kamisic, the guy I was talking about, he opens up his platform and he finds trades live real time, the top option trades of the day, and he shares them with our students live real time. And man, that's just a really, really great class. And we've helped so many people because a lot of people go into the class and and they actually make the trades. And so I like to call it earn while you learn. And I actually have a little bit of a special offer for your folks, if that's okay. To They're going to love that. Everyone listening is going to love that. They're going to be in with John. He sounds like he's really a good guy. Oh, he is the best. He is just so the best. Well, I'll tell you what, I know that for a lot of folks listening right now, you might not be familiar with me yet. And so I want you to try out our group coaching class for a full month for just 99 cents. So you can go to markettaker.com slash coach. So market like stock market, taker, like take what is rightfully yours, two T's in a row. Okay. Yeah. Markettaker.com slash coach and, and join John's class for a full month for just 99 cents. Okay. So you guys heard it. It's markettaker.com forward slash coach. If you're listening, wherever you're listening, this link will be in the description. If you're on your computer, you can just either type it in your URL or you can click the browser. If you're on your phone, if you're driving, don't do it yet. I know you're excited. I might be tempted, but at least pull over, get the description and then, you know, click the link in there. I think it's a great idea. Earn while you learn for an entire month for 99 cents. I mean, that would definitely cover it. Uh, You just got to hit like half a trade. So that's a really great deal. So thank you for sharing that, Dan. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Glad to help. You guys are going to love this class. John's so smart and so entertaining. Great trade ideas. And you'll just learn so much. Very cool. Well, again, that's it for today's show. Make sure you get that offer. Markettaker.com forward slash coach. 
check it out. And Dan, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Casey. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that's it until the next episode of the How to Trade It podcast. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to the How to Trade It podcast. Our mission is to help you create security in the markets. If you have a question you want me to ask my guests or a specific question you have for me, please email me at podcasttradingstrategyguides.com. I answer every email I get because this show is about helping you learn how to trade it. So again, please reach me at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Thank you. For tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.